a coronavirus and flu update. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be giving an update about the coronavirus, also known as COVID-19, and as well as a flu update on Access Health Radio. Dr. Forrest, today talking about two deadly contagious diseases. I know that many listeners have heard about this new coronavirus you just spoke of. We did a show just a little while ago uh, on the crisis, but I understand you've got some new information to give listeners now and on the flu as well, some precautions that folks can take. That's right. It seems like uh, every day we are hearing about thousands of more infected and dying with the coronavirus or what they now call COVID-19. Initially, this was a problem only in the small area of Wuhan, China, but it has quickly grown, and in that country, it is an absolute crisis. Since we last discussed it on the show, which was only about a month ago that we talked about it, the numbers have surpassed the famous SARS virus from a few years ago, and it appears that it's spreading person to person, means you can catch it the same way you would a typical cold. And another feature that's making it really spread is that a lot of people who are contagious with coronavirus may not seem sick. And they can be contagious for days before they have any significant symptoms. Uh, And at first, they might only have mild coughing or sneezing, just like a cold, which, you know, everybody, if you turn to your left and turn to your right, it seems like everybody has a cold right now. Uh, And I also today want to give an an update on the flu, because the flu is not just deadly occasionally. It's it's a deadly virus every year. And it also will help us, I think, to put the COVID-19 virus or coronavirus in perspective. You know, it's interesting that you are talking about both of these viruses together today. It's interesting, I bet, if you had a coronavirus vaccine that people would line up around the corner to get it, but a lot of times people will refuse to get a flu shot. You're absolutely correct. That is the irony. You know, thousands more people will die in the United States this year from flu than from coronavirus, but it is sometimes like pulling teeth sometimes to get people to get their flu shot. Um, There is supposed to be a coronavirus vaccine available, but it will likely be over a year. Uh, Some are estimating it's going to be about 18 months before we have access to that. But we have access to the flu vaccine right now, and, um, you know, it's going to kill more people this year than the coronavirus. So what's the most recent update that you have, Doc, on each one of those viruses? And what are some things that listeners need to be looking out for? Well, currently, and this was as of the last uh, CDC release, there are over 75,000 cases globally and well over 2,000 deaths. And the last time we talked about this on the show, which again was only a few weeks ago, there were 80% less deaths and only about a third as many cases as there are now. Um, The World Health Organization has placed the risk as very high for China, but they've also placed the risk as high for the rest of the world as well. Uh, Now, that sounds bad, but contrast that with the flu. 26 million flu cases have happened and 14,000 deaths from flu for this past year. So uh, the case fatality rate uh, for flu is generally less than coronavirus. Uh, And what what I mean by case fatality rate is, you know, if somebody gets it, how likely are they to die from it? And um, the the flu has only been around the same fatality rate as coronavirus. Uh, One time, which you might remember, which was 1918, 
the influenza pandemic of 1918, the, the fatality rate was about 2.5%, and that's about where coronavirus is running right now. Uh, I think that the important thing to do is to have some awareness about what is going on, to pay attention to news reports. Uh, although it may not be exactly right, you'll still get an idea of the numbers of cases, and you're also going to get an idea about the places where they are. If, for example, the United States map started showing cases in every state, uh, so you know now they show it and there's just a few states affected, if all of a sudden that entire map lit up, or um, if they started reporting cases that were being spread uh, in the United States that could not be directly linked to someone who just traveled from China, that would be very concerning. Um, in my opinion, it is always good to be as prepared as you can be uh, because sometimes outbreaks of disease and disasters can happen pretty quickly. Um, one of the things I'm going to make sure is that I've got a fairly comprehensive list of things you can have available uh, to prepare for disasters in general and things like pandemics. And uh, actually on the next show, we're going to spend the whole show sort of talking about that as well. Uh, but that'll be on accesshealthradio.com. And something else that would be concerning to me that I would look out for is any state that declares a state of emergency or if all of a sudden airlines start limiting travel within the United States. Uh, if that comes to pass, that may indicate that then it's going to be a serious problem here in the United States. Thanks, Dr. Forrest, for helping us get an update on this. I know for a lot of listeners, the headlines have been scary. After the break, we'll have the Access Health Radio Tip of the Week and more information on the coronavirus coming up here on Access Health Radio. Welcome back to Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. Time now for our Access Health Tip of the Week. Thanks to We Care Pharmacy and Apex for sponsoring our Tip of the Week. They provide great service, unmatched low prices, and even local free delivery. They are located in Apex, and their number is 919-629-6010. You can also look them up online at wecareofapex.com, and they do actually do local deliveries of uh, prescriptions as well. Uh, so take advantage of that uh, if you're anywhere near the Triangle. Um, so the tip of the week this week is that you really need to protect yourself not just from coronavirus and flu, but from all of the infections. And the primary way, and I know a lot of people have heard this before, but the primary way is not wearing one of these face masks. Uh, the primary way is keeping your hands either washed or sterilized, especially before you touch your face. Uh, you know, I remember when I was younger, my mom would actually tell me all the time, she'd say, now don't touch your face. And uh, it turns out that uh, she was right. Uh, you A lot of times things get transmitted, not because the germs are on our hands, because germs generally don't go through skin. Uh, so if it's on your hands, it doesn't hurt anything until you touch your face or make contact with some surface that you can catch it from. So the big tip of the week this week is to make sure that before your hands touch anything like your face or or anything else that could be contagious like food, that you make sure that your hands have either been thoroughly washed or they've been disinfected with either, you know, 70% uh, rubbing alcohol or some kind of a sanitizer gel. And it's very important that in any of those alcohol sterilizing product, products, you let that dry first. You're not really, you know, the germs aren't dead until uh, they're dry. 
So, Dr. Forrest, uh, let's dive deeper a little bit right now about this coronavirus. What are some of the symptoms that we could look for for the coronavirus, and how is it different from the flu? Well, symptoms of the new coronavirus or COVID-19 can range from symptoms like a mild cough to more severe symptoms, including fever, uh, difficulty breathing, shortness of breath. But that, that also might just seem like a typical pneumonia. Um, the best information from the CDC so far shows that the incubation period, uh, you know, maybe 14 days or so, up to 14 days. And uh, it's in the same family as the common cold, SARS, and MERS. And coronavirus often can jump from animal to human. But honestly, the symptoms look like every other thing that people have. You know, it looks like colds and, and the typical uh, coughs and type things people get. The one thing that would distinguish it would be, you know, if someone came into my office and they had cold symptoms and they had a travel history, that's where my antenna would go up. Uh, if anybody who's traveled or been uh, exposed to somebody, let's say they had a spouse who had recently traveled to China, um, the, and then all of a sudden they came down with a respiratory illness like a cold, that would be the big tip. I think right now if people just come into the, the office and they have cold symptoms or, or even flu symptoms, then we assume it's the cold or flu unless there's some type of travel history or exposure there. Uh, but again, the symptoms aren't that much different. Now, with flu, uh, flu is similar, but it usually muscle aches and high fever and dry cough are usually the dominant symptoms with flu. So, you know, you get less of sort of the nasal congestion and all that and uh, sort of the cold symptoms, and you just get more of the muscle aches, the high fever, and that dry cough uh, with flu. So what are some of the things people can do to prevent getting sick, not just from coronavirus, but other infections like colds and flu? Uh, well, we, we already mentioned with the tip of the week, washing your hands, and we kind of went over that, and we talked about sort of sterilizing things. Um, but I also want to think about surfaces. So I don't want to make, again, I don't like making people paranoid, but every time you touch a doorknob, a keyboard, a desk, a cell phone that's been touched by someone else, you have picked up germs from that surface. And some of the viruses can live on doorknobs and phones for hours. Uh, this is one of the reasons, you know, they, they have the sterilization things at the grocery store now that you can sort of sterilize the grocery cart handles. Um, and, and I always, you know, use that. If it's available, I go ahead and wipe those down. Um, because if the person before you uh, that used that cart had been sneezing, and then they obviously grabbed hold of the cart to push it, uh, those virus particles could be all over those handles. And again, if you touch that handle, germs are on your hand, and then you make contact with your face or your food before your hands are washed, you've transmitted those viruses to you. So uh, it is okay if you get germs on your hands. Again, that happens to everybody. The key is that uh, you know if your eye or nose itches, you don't scratch them no matter what until you make sure that what you're going to scratch them with is totally clean. So, Dr. Forrest, what about just preventing colds and viruses in general with all of the sneezing and the coughing that's going on? How can we protect ourselves from that? Well, honestly, it mostly depends on the person who is sick being considerate and trying to avoid spreading their germs. 
the most effective method has been shown, you know, to cough or sneeze into your elbow. That prevents the sick person from having lots of germs on their hands, uh, you know, when they touch surfaces. Um, but, you know, most people, for example, aren't going to open a door with their elbows. Um, the other tip here is, uh, again, don't be around other people if you're sick. Uh, that's sort of common sense, but a lot of times people have pressure from their job or from work. Uh, they feel like they can't take a day out or they can't take a sick day, and so they have to go. But if that's the case, really try to be aware of your coworkers and, and uh, keep their exposure down. Um, another thing that's uh, interesting is that sneezes can travel over six feet. Uh, they come out of our nose and mouth at around 100 miles an hour. So if someone is sneezing or coughing, then you want to stay outside of that six-foot radius. Um, I have to admit, if I'm in a room with someone and they sneeze or they cough, I will often turn my head away and even hold my breath for up to 10 seconds just out of being cautious. Um, because, uh, you know, you're not really being paranoid. You just don't want to get sick. And uh, germs are flying all over the place sometimes, especially in confined spaces. Um, and so there's nothing wrong with trying to protect yourself. Thanks, Doc. Coming up straight ahead, we're going to discuss some key points about the coronavirus and the flu virus. We'll also have the Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week coming up. Thanks for joining us today on Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest of Apex. I'm Mike Davis, and uh, we join you each week at the same time here on WPTF. Time now for our Access Health Trivia of the Week. Well, the trivia of the day is about the Spanish flu pandemic of 1918. We, we mentioned that a little earlier in the show. But this was the deadliest ever recorded in history. Uh, it infected 500 million people worldwide. And at the time, that was a third of the entire population of the earth. And it killed an estimated 20 to 50 million victims, including 675,000 Americans. So uh, that was the last time we had something like that here in the United States. Uh, and again, we mentioned earlier, it had, it had a, uh, a mortality rate of about 2.5% of the people that, that contracted it. Um, so we got to watch out, but uh, hopefully we'll have no more Spanish flus anytime soon. Ooh, I sure hope not. Wow. Okay, Doc, we've been talking today about the coronavirus, now it's called COVID-19, as well as the flu virus and things that we can do to prevent it, to be on the lookout. Uh, what are some key points you would like for us to take away from today's show? Well, first and foremost, uh, there's still not a reason to panic here in the United States. Uh, while you definitely want to pay attention to news updates uh, on the virus and what the numbers look like here, uh, currently, there's no reason to really change your daily routine. Um, remember that you, uh, you don't want to catch any virus, you know, much less coronavirus that can make you sick, um, and you're much more likely to catch other things. So wash your hands, use hand sanitizer. Uh, often and every time when I was at the, uh, the large big box store the other day, I noticed that they had uh, put at every checkout register big gallon jugs of hand sanitizer. Mm. So uh, people are, are responding to that. Uh, but that's just good in general to, to try to avoid catching anything. Um, you know, with flu, uh, the vaccine is recommended for most people. We recommend that every year. 
Uh, don't forget what we said earlier in the show. More people are going to die from flu uh, this year than are going to die from coronavirus. So uh, if you do get symptoms of the flu and you didn't get a flu shot, one of the important things to remember about flu is that we do have an antiviral treatment. We actually have a, a few of them. Um, but they only work if you actually take those medications within the first couple of days or co- of contracting the disease. So uh, it, flu is one of those things, if you think you've gotten the flu, if you get a high fever and you're having those symptoms, really try to get in and see your, uh, your physician uh, as soon as you possibly can. Because if you can get in in the, that first couple of days, uh, there is antiviral treatment that can sort of shorten the course and make it less severe. Uh, also, you know, having some emergency preparedness supplies is a great idea to plan for any emergency, uh, particularly an infection-based one. Um, but that doesn't mean to panic. It doesn't mean go out and buy out all the masks at every store. I've been told in some cases by some of my patients that work at some local hardware stores that that's already happened and they're having trouble keeping masks in. Uh, That's really not necessary and it creates a shortage for people that might actually need those. Um, And there has been some evidence that people that are using masks like this and really don't know how this stuff's transmitted are more likely to catch uh, viruses because they're handling the mask often with hands that are contaminated. And if you're adjusting your mask or tightening it or pulling it constantly, you can actually be bringing those germs up to your face. Um, so don't everyone run out and uh, start wearing masks or anything like that yet. Uh, you just want to be prepared. You want to have some good kit. Um, in terms of medical preparedness, we are going to do a show soon about some of the types of equipment and supplies you could keep on hand because, you know, there's not always a physician available. Uh, if you look at what's happening in China, the, the healthcare system there is totally overwhelmed. You know, if you tried to go somewhere to be seen for a routine appointment, it just would be almost impossible. Uh, they don't have enough hospital beds to hold people. So, you know, in emergency situations, sometimes you have to take care of yourself. Uh, and there are some basic supplies that can really help you out with that, which we're going to discuss a lot on this uh, upcoming show. Uh, but equipment's no use if you don't know how to use it. Uh, so one of the important things I'll throw out there is if you're going to buy stuff to help you be prepared for a medical emergency, you need to educate yourself and have some knowledge about uh, you know how to actually use it um, and expiration dates because a lot of stuff will expire and that type of thing. But uh, that's something we'll be talking about in an upcoming show. But But it's important for everybody to have and emergency kit that includes some medical preparedness items. All right. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. Uh, This is one of those topics, again, that I think people are going to have questions about. They're going to want some follow-up information. If someone does have a question, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Well, after the show, they can listen to an on-demand podcast at WPTF.com, and we also have links to that on our landing page at accesshealthradio.com. So if they have a family member they want to hear the show or they just want to hear something again, they can always do that. If they want information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, they can go to acchealth.com or call 919-363-0190. And if they want to send general non-emergent questions, they can send an email to accesshealthradio at gmail.com. All right, Dr. Forrest, uh, once again, a a fast half hour. That's all the time we have for today. That's right. It concludes our show for today, and I hope you're going to be able to use this information to prevent lots of diseases and be more aware of the coronavirus. Our scripture this week is from 2 Chronicles 7, 13 through 14, where God said to Solomon, 
When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command locusts to devour the land or send a plague among my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.